Hello and welcome to Combos with Chloe. I hope you're having a wonderful day, evening or morning, whatever time you end up listening to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to deal with loneliness when loneliness comes knocking at the door of your heart. I know this is a tough one, ladies. I know it probably comes up quite often and it probably comes up even harder probably if you just recently came up from a breakup or divorce. And I'm hoping in this podcast that I'm able to connect with you on how you feel with that because I definitely understand and in the midst of it, as well as though how to deal with it and God's perspective on it. As always, I hope that you're able to gain some form of hope and encouragement and healing from the podcast. I'll be back in just a second. Just wanted to say thanks so much for the reviews on the podcast and the listens. I love reading some feedback from you all. And please don't ever hesitate to also ask questions and it could possibly be answered on the podcast. Continue to leave reviews and share that helps other people to find the podcast. And hopefully within the ministry, we're able to help people more and more. So once again, I appreciate it. And I hope you continue to enjoy Convos with Chloe. All right, so welcome back. So I know this is a tough one, talking about loneliness and how to deal with it. And I know when the feeling comes on, it is just not a good space to be in. Been there, in it sometimes, even now, recently coming out of a divorce. And whether you have been single and it comes off and on in spurs or you are recently single coming out of a breakup or divorce. Um, it's never, I would say, necessarily an easy thing to always deal with, but you definitely can have a plan in place so that when it does come up, you know how to process it, you know how to deal with it, you know the perspective to have about it. And so I'm hoping in this podcast, that's what I'm able to give you um, a space to where we can really sit down and like talk about how it feels. Um, Because, yes, it sucks sometimes the way it feels when it comes up. And a lot of times I know when my loneliness starts to come up and when it's going to come around. And that's really helpful as well. Um, usually, like for me, I'm very busy throughout the day with work and taking care of my dog and taking care of emails and ministry stuff. Keeps me pretty busy. And it's usually right after I get done with all of that and I eat dinner and I make sure he eats. And, you know, and then it's time to finally just sit down that's usually when it'll hit me because then I'll want somebody to talk to, something that's exciting. And then also it definitely is hard because a lot of holidays are going on and Christmas is coming up and New Year's Eve and you want somebody to kiss at midnight and start the new year off with. And I don't know about you, but for me, I honestly feel like it's more apparent for the fact of whether you're in a relationship or not around the holiday season, I think, versus Valentine's Day. And then also it can get really hard too, because you probably are not looking forward to the day of Christmas and people are posting their engagement rings and that they're about to get married. I mean, I was even one of those people that posted on Christmas day years ago when I first got married to my ex-husband. So I get it. And I just wanted to help you in that um, as you fill in these things, what to do with it. Um, and I promise you, anything that I'm telling you are things that I tell myself and I do myself as well. So it's definitely coming from a place of understanding. I really get it. So the first thing I want to talk about with it, do not feel bad 
that you feel lonely sometimes or that you have a desire for a mate. I know sometimes we can read things, talk to people, and they make it almost sound like weird that you want to have a relationship or you want to get married. And they constantly talk about how God should be the only thing that you need and he should be able to fill that void. And don't get me wrong. He doesn't fill voids of pain and hurt in certain areas in your life and only God can feel them. But one thing that always reminds me that it's normal that I want a relationship, it's normal that I desire marriage, it's normal for me to feel like this sometimes, is I always go all the way back to Genesis where God was with Adam. Adam was right there with God in heaven, right there, right? And not only that, God was like giving him all these animals and he gave him everything on the earth and he's like, it's yours. But what happened? God still saw that he was alone. And that the animals didn't suffice and that the, everything he gave him to suffice, he needed somebody with him so he can feel like he had somebody there and a mate. And it's okay. God even saw that need in Adam and was like, it's okay. And I want to fulfill that. But I also am going to come back to this story of Adam and Eve to one of the points when it comes to contentment, because things come with relationships too, but we'll get to that. But I do want to first talk about that. Do not feel bad about this desire. It's normal. God knows that it's normal. Um, even in the areas where I teach communications and when it comes to nonverbal and touch and relationships, we need those things. It's very normal. Will you die without it? No, you won't die necessarily without ever becoming married or a relationship. But we do need people. We do need touch. We need hugs. We need conversation that is a part of our makeup. God desires for us to need each other um, because it almost makes us gravitate towards each other to love people and for God to love people through us. So you initially die if you didn't get married or be in a relationship. So that's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is that don't feel bad that you feel like this. Don't let anybody make you uh, feel bad about it or let, allow you um, allow you to not feel bad about it. You know, it's OK that you feel this way. And he does care that you feel this way. And that goes on to my second point. God does care about it, but don't wallow in the feeling. Um, sometimes people, when they get into these modes of I'm lonely, um, I don't have a mate, I'm sick of being alone, or you know, I, I'm recently divorced or break up and I, it's just so hard and they just stay in it and they cycle it and cycle and cycle. That does absolutely nothing to constantly talk about your past, to constantly repeat what how you feel about it, how you're upset about it. Repeating it does nothing if you're wallowing in it. That's the issue. However, I do suggest totally okay to express to God with total realness, being completely authentic to God on how you feel. It's okay to say to God, God... It's hard, you know, like I see my friends getting married or, you know, I, you know, they're getting engaged and, you know, I just want a good man in my life. I want a good spouse in my life and I want to have a family, Lord. And it's hard, um, you know, and I'm, I don't want to go back to my ex. I don't want to end up in situations I don't need to be in because I'm lonely. God, this is hard. Say that to God. Pray, cry about it, journal about it. I love journaling to God. And usually if I'm struggling to talk about something, I'll journal. And then usually I'll end up going and talking to him. But it's my way of kind of opening myself up. You know, and after you go through that and after you cry about it, talk to God about it, it's time to move on. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I don't mean that to be um, insensitive. I say that even to myself. 
Um, it's never good for you to sit in those negative or um, feelings of discontentment because the enemy will come in on that, all right, and you're wallowing. And he will try to fill that void for you versus you waiting on God to fill it. And I'm going to get more into that. But even in the midst of those feelings, when you do that, it's good to read the word. It's good to mostly talk to God because he will speak to you. The Holy Spirit will comfort you. And when you go to God, you're opening yourself up to be comforted by God in it. And that goes to my third point, to focus on the present. This morning, the uh, daily devotional uh, was about, it was from 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you. This is his perfect plan. You who belong to Jesus Christ. You know, that scripture really hit me because I love how it says always be joyful. Never stop praying. Thankful in all circumstances. So that means in singlehood and being divorced, coming from a breakup, wherever you are right now in your life, God has you there and you're in it and he sees it as good. He says that all things work out for the good of those who love God. So that means God looks at where you are right now as good. Now, he does desire for you to have somebody in your life that helps you and doesn't hinder you and brings good to your life. However, he's the author and finish and perfecter of our faith. He knows your calling over your life and whatever timing in your life that is supposed to happen, that's when it will be good. Right now, it must not be the time and it must not be good. And the reason why I go over that as well is because when you focus on what you don't have and what you wish you had and you focus on it, it's okay to go to God about your desires and ask, totally fine. But when you focus on it, then you totally miss what's going on around you in your present. Something that I started doing every day is I actually have on my refrigerator, who are you today, Chloe? And I do that to help myself stop thinking so much about what I desire in the future or what happened in the past. I say, no, Chloe, who are you today? So I stop and I say to myself, I'm a dog mom. <laughs> I am a advisor. I am a ministry leader. I am a daughter. I am a daughter of the king as well. I am a friend. I'm a sister. And I go over that. And the reason why I do that is because it helps me to say, okay, this is who I am today. And this is who God has called me to be today. Start asking yourself, who are you today? And write out those things and focus on that because God has you right here because he wants to you be ever present, ever flowing, just totally in your gifts and walking in those roles. It's okay to desire to be a wife one day. It's okay to desire I want to mate. It's a timing for that though. And it's a timing for you to, one day you're going to wake up and say, who am I today? And you're going to say, I'm a wife. And then your mind is going to have to circle around doing what you need to do to love and take care of whatever your wifely or motherly duties are. But right now today, who are you? And focus on that. Focus on the present because God sees what you are as good he always wants you to be joyful and content with where you are. I'll be back in just a second in the next couple of points. Struggling to let go of your ex? Or are you struggling to forgive what they did in the relationship? Wondering why you still think about them or why it's so hard to not still be intimate with them? 
Or maybe you started dating a little too soon and now you're even hurt more than you were before. I've been there and I'm here to help you navigate this season and help you understand your emotions, explore your reactions to the breakup, learn how to forgive and give you guidance on how to truly let go and move forward and much, much more. There's so many emotions and thoughts and reactions that go on with the breakup. And I'm hoping within my new book, The Breakup and The Breakup Guide, that you learn how to let go of your ex, heal, forgive, and move forward. To find out more, go to chloeumgooden.com slash books and check out even our pre-order that you can get and be the first to read The Breakup and heal, forgive, and move forward. All right, and welcome back. So the next thing I want to talk about is ensuring that you do not settle or try to fill the void when you are feeling these things of loneliness and seasons of loneliness. And one thing I definitely want to make sure that you know is the moment of loneliness. If you remember that it's temporary how you're feeling in that moment, it helps a lot so that you don't do something that you regret the next day or something that you know, like, oh my goodness, like if I just would have stopped for a second and processed this with God versus allowing myself to wallow in it, I wouldn't have not done A, B, and C. And that's why it's so important not to wallow in the feeling and actually get it out, express it, talk to God, write it out. Because if you do keep yourself there, your mind will naturally try to find solutions to it. Our, our minds, our bodies, uh, we're just made up to if there's any type of pain, suffering, anything like that going on, we try to find a solution to relieve it, right? That's what we do. If we are, our leg is hurting, we're going to try to make sure we go to the doctor. If I'm feeling sick, oh, I'm going to get some medicine because we do not like being in any situation where we're suffering. So sometimes the feeling lonely can feel like suffering. And so you're trying to find some type of remedy really, really quickly so that you don't feel like that. I actually talk about that in my new book coming out, The Breakup, how anytime, even when you're going through that breakup or divorce, you'll start coming up with remedies on how to deal with it or how to deal with it with your ex so that you really can't feel the pain. So it kind of like limits it a little bit. So I actually went through this recently with my divorce. Uh, we were just recently divorced about six months ago. And I went through a season of talking to some exes I did not need to be talking to, uh, you know, and, you know, doing some things I just would have never in the past would have done or ju just anything I could think of that would make me not feel the hurt and the pain of missing him and or just being alone and not being used to that. Um, you know, I lived alone for years before I met my partner. However, after being married and coming out of it, or after probably if you've been in a relationship and coming out of it, it's different. It hits you a little different uh, because you you do get used to having somebody come home or somebody for you to come home to. And it's hard. And I found myself doing a lot of things to try to fill it. And one thing I learned very quickly is that it's temporary. It does not fill the void that you're feeling because usually whatever you're doing, whether you're on online dating and you're going through there trying to find somebody profile like the lottery, so you get the lottery. And I'm not trying to say anything wrong online dating. I met my spouse through online. I'm all for online dating. Just saying that sometimes if that's your way of dating, you may go through it until you find that right person who will finally give you attention. Or if you're even just dating in person, which is kind of hard now with everything going on uh, with it you may, the first person to give you attention or you find yourself scrolling through your phone trying to find that ex's number. 
We all do it. I've done it. What I really want to ask you to do is that when you find yourself doing that, try to stop for just like a second and ask yourself, okay, I call this ex. They're going to come over here. And for the moment, what are we going to do? Oh, they're going to come. We may end up doing something we don't need to be doing, but it'll feel good for a little bit. And at least I feel like I have somebody here with me. And then ask yourself, okay, but what happens after that? Most likely they're going to leave. And then you're going to be still right back where you were before they came. And I say that because many times we'll get really focused on that temporary relief. We think that they're going to bring us. And then we don't realize that when they leave or when that situation is gone or when you stop doing whatever habit or addiction you've started to fill the void, that void is still there. And you know why it's still there? Because you tried to fill it improperly and with the wrong person and with the wrong time. And I've been there. I've been there. And I had to learn to deal really seriously deal, process it, figure out how to go through it and not wallow in it, figure out how to stop and focus on my present. And that's the fifth thing I want to talk about. I had to learn that I have to just simply get over it and stop getting upset with people when they say this to me because I hate when they say it, but I'm going to say it to you because it really is true. You're going to have to wait on God. I know we hate hearing it because we hear it a lot, but it's really a lot of truth in that. Um, it's so important to wait on God. But in the midst of that waiting, do the things that I'm bringing up, though. You know, I think sometimes because people tell us to wait and then they don't tell us anything else. Oh, just wait on God. A man to come into your life when he's supposed to. OK, but can you give me some steps one through five so that when I do get lonely, what to do? And so I'm hoping that that's what this is for you, you know, and, you know, it really is important to wait on God because you one, you don't want to miss God's best for you. Um, you know, God knows your desires and he knows what works best for you in a relationship. And you have to remember to what marriage is for and it should be making you better and should help you to cultivate the earth even more and a family and just, you know, good things and glorifying God. You know, that has helped me even when it comes to deciding who I should date and picking a mate in the future is the fact of at the end of the day, is this person somebody I can glorify God with? Because that's really what being in connection with somebody is also about not only for us to become one and love each other and take care of each other, have a family, but glorifying God in the midst of that. Don't miss the man that God has for you that you can glorify him with. I mean, that is the most fulfilling thing ever when you're walking in your calling and then you have somebody alongside you and you all on the same page. It's an amazing feeling. And you don't want to end up with the wrong person because you're impatient. You don't want to go back to that ex and kind of go into the same cycle and prevent and delay what God has for you. Seriously, wait on God. I mean, it's really the best thing ever. And one thing that I love about God, He's so in love with you. He knows you so well. You know, even going through my divorce and, you know, I date, et cetera, but I'm not, you know, with somebody um, seriously like that right now. But God has helped me to learn how to find fulfillment, peace, and enjoyment in the season that I'm in. You know, I was talking about how I come back to the Adam story. And, you know, Adam, of course, loved Eve. I'm pretty sure was happy that Eve was in his life. But it also came with issues, right? Because it's another person. It's, it's something that you have to deal with still. And the reason why Paul says things like, you know, it's better to stay single. And that's his opinion. You know, I'm not trying to say you this, you should. But the reason why he says that it's because your heart is more so focused on God. You don't have to really focus on a lot of other things. You can focus on your calling, your life. But not only that, God is well aware that 
this is still another imperfect person that you're going to have to love and another imperfect person that you have to deal with, right? Eve and Adam, they end up making a big mistake, right? Together. And when you meet this person, yes, it's going to be awesome. And y'all going to have a good marriage and be loving if you, you know, work on those areas and make sure to pray and make sure that um, it's the man of God has for you. But they're human and you're going to have to deal with some stuff. And it's hard sometimes, lady, ladies, dealing with um, an imperfect person. And guess what? They're going to have to deal with you, too, because you're imperfect. And that's why God tells you to you should have joy in every season and all areas. You should have joy. Never stop praying and finding your contentment because it's blessings in this season. It's nice, ladies, that I can kind of get up and I don't make breakfast for anybody. If I decide I just want to microwave something, hey. I can do that, you know, if I want to just have a burger for dinner or if I just want to make a decision like, you know what, I'm going to go out of town tomorrow. You know, it's it's fun in that. And not only that, I love the intimacy I have with God. Now, you can do that as well when you're married. I'm not trying to say you can't do it. But when you're a wife and a mother, you have a lot of responsibilities and you kind of your mind, your mind kind of goes there first a little bit because it's things that you have to do to get done. And then you try to figure out, okay, how can I fit in God? And it's nice when you're by yourself because you can wake up and focus on your relationship with God and talk to God and what he's caused you to do today and asking yourself what I told you in the beginning about who are you today? Love where you are, ladies. I know it's hard sometimes. I really get it, especially with holidays coming up. It can be really hard. Please go to God about it. Please make sure to talk to about it. Don't feel bad about your desire. Don't wallow in the feeling. Make sure to talk to God about it and be authentic and real about it. Make sure that you focus on the present and who he has called you to be today and the season he has for you today and looking at the good in today. Make sure that you do not settle and try to fill the void with things and people and actions that you know you shouldn't do because it is temporary and you'll end up right back where you are right now. And make sure to wait on the amazing spouse and the amazing life that God has for you. Don't miss it out of, you know, being impatient or being upset and trying to feel something temporarily. He loves you. He truly does. God is so in love with us. He loves us so much. Meet him in those moments of prayer and journaling and watch him fill that void in a way that you just could never imagine. When you call on God, he hears you and he answers and he gives you a peace that is beyond your understanding and a fulfillment, but beyond your understanding. I hope that this has helped you. I hope you also have a wonderful holiday. Until next time, God bless. As always, you can visit ChloeMGoon.com for more books, blogs, podcast topics, as well as resources. You can also contact me there for any questions and or also if you have anything that you want to inquire about with the podcast, as well as speaking events. As always, I hope that I'm able to lead you into healing, hope, strength, and fulfillment through Christ. And make sure to subscribe so you can learn more about the Chloe M. Good Ministries, as well as stay up to date. Until next time, God bless.